I'm Sandra, and I'm just the professional your small business was looking for. But you didn't hire me because you didn't use LinkedIn jobs. LinkedIn has professionals you can't find anywhere else, including those who aren't actively looking for a new job, but might be open to the perfect role, like me. In a given month, over 70% of LinkedIn users don't visit other leading job sites. So if you're not looking on LinkedIn, you'll miss out on great candidates like Sandra. Start hiring professionals like a professional. Post your free job on linkedin.com slash people today. Welcome along to the Wise Men Say podcast. Um, it's a Roker cast this Thursday. We're not in, it's not a mag cast. We're in the shadow of the Stadium of Light, we aren't are, we, Matthew? Virtually, we are, virtually are, yeah. In the, in the backyard of Roker Park. Almost in my backyard. <laughs> well, <laughs> we literally are. We're in Matthew's house. Is this the first time the pod's been hosted in your house? Yeah, yeah, it is. Uh, so, welcome to my house. <laughs> <laughs> welcome and the listeners into your house. Um, basically, what we're going to do today, because we don't have a, a match on Saturday um, at the weekend, what we sometimes do on the Thursdays when we don't have a game preview is just to kind of look back at the season so far. Which we had, you had the idea you on Monday, didn't yeah, you, Matthew? We gonna, yeah, so we were going to do this anyway, and then we thought that we would definitely do it after. Was it when was it? When so Tuesday? Tuesday when Tuesday's events. Everything started to happen. Um, in the space of about 15 minutes. Yeah, it was fun. It made like the latter part of the work and day really go yeah, over quickly, really didn't done, it? Isn't it? Um, so obviously the, there's been the news this week about, um, first of all, what came out was the takeover looking um, fragile, um, but the big major news, of course, which is the time to digest now, is the sacking of Jack Ross, um, which has been talked about on the reaction pod that um, Gareth Craig and Mickey did after the Grimsby game. Um, you've had a game as well. <laughs> yeah, that, that's a waste of time I wasn't there. <laughs> yeah, so. yeah <laughs> me neither, we don't care about that. Um, although Greg scoring, great. Good, yeah, Lovely great. cross from Denver Hume. Um, hopefully the fire being reignited. Um, so... It's been a big week. Um, I think fair to say, for me and you, Matthew, we both thought it was the right time for us to go. Yeah, I think if you listened after the Bolton game, I, I think that was when it, it really lost. The the Peterborough game arguably was a, was a terrible performance, but it was almost, yes, we've had, people will probably point out that yes, we had at the end of last season bad performances, but that, that Peterborough one, there was nothing as bad as that. Yeah. South End maybe, but that I think we'd all given up by then. Yeah. I think everyone was drunk on the pitch as well as in the stands <laughs> at South End. Um, um, so, no, no, sorry, go ahead. Um, but yeah, so that Peterborough one, although there, there were people after that game like reactionary probably saying like he should go after this I think the Bolton game was the one where for me def- like definitely he, he knew I, I, I personally would have would have gone with it then we then had the MK Dons game which we won and the Sheffield there's United. no pressure on him famously after the MK Dons game famously no pressure on him at all after the MK Dons game and then yeah, I think it was just strange with the whole timing of it. But I, I think if you if you take away the 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 other thing that was going on at the time, I don't think anyone can really have any qualms with him with him being dismissed. Really, 
I think it went on. It went on too long, if anything. Yeah, yeah. It was it was odd to get to Tuesday, wasn't it? And af- after that, you'd kind of thought, well, if they were going to sack him, it probably would have been Sunday or, or Monday because the Lincoln game was so appalling. It was terrible. It was really catastrophically bad. And we've never really surrendered like that, apart from maybe like you were saying that that game against Southend and the Peterborough game. We never really had those surrenders no, under Jack the, Ross, did and, we? No, and the Peterborough one as well. We had nine men. For for a portion mm. of it, um, obviously not for the whole game, and we were I think three 0 down at the time. But yeah. even then, we didn't then go and concede four or five. No, no. So you know, Where, whereas we could have against Lincoln, well. like two 0 flattered us in the end. Well, I, um, I forgot that they missed the penalty. Yeah, Sunday one Sunday morning when me nana reminded me, <laughs> they missed the penalty as well. Oh yeah, they did. Yeah. Trying to blank out as much of the game as possible. Um, but to like kind of look back at the start of the season, how we got here, it has been even though we're only like just gone three months into the season now. We start one one big problem we've we've had, well not big problem, but issue we've had, especially since Major Leaving has been the lack of identity and the lack of style of play, which Ross did attempt to address at the start of the season, that Oxford game yeah. and Ipswich when we played three five two, but mm. a very ill advised because as we've touched on on the pod many times we didn't have the personnel to do it we were playing Conor McLaughlin at centre half we were playing Lyndon Gooch at fullback or nine that Ipswich game where he played three different positions which happened again against Lincoln yeah. as well um, but then we moved on to that Portsmouth game and we went to a more suited style and got a good win and did the same thing against Rochdale, Rochdale. as well and Accrington as well. Yeah, Accrington. Very yeah. later on, obviously. Yeah, sure. But in the cup against yeah, Accrington as well, that was yeah. the first the first win of the season. That was, an, that was an important win, actually. Well, it probably hasn't proven to be so. No, but it, but it, but it the time, felt big. Yeah, I think that 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 whole three at the back thing was the beginning of the end. Looking back on yeah. it for him, because he quite rightly gave up on it after a couple of yeah. games. <laughs> but we played it all through preseason, and it just it was. He'd obviously made up his mind that that was the way mm. he wanted to play. And I was it two games that lasted? Two games, yeah, because, well, he, he, binned, he binned at half-time in the Ipswich game, so it didn't he? a game and a half. Yeah. It, it, it was, it was nothing short of a disaster. We looked terrible. But, and I, but I think he obviously tried to implement, like, what he wanted to do on the team and then it became apparent that, and and then it looked bad because he he, he abandoned his wave yeah. that he wanted to play after like however many minutes a game and a half of football is hundred and twenty. <laughs> and it goes nice math. It goes back to recruitment as well, or doesn't he? He was playing this and didn't clearly didn't have the players to do it. And obviously Ross has a part of playing that. I, I, I know we talk about like the recruitment being terrible, and sometimes kind of sounds like we're absolving Ross as a, as a fan base. Sometimes I think um, certainly I'm no, I know I'm a bit guilty of myself of like absolving Ross of blame for that. He's not totally blameless, but there are people behind the scenes who, to be honest, he probably doesn't feel to have helped him in his job and, and hindered him because we needed that. Other centre half, we were playing Conor McLaughlin there. He didn't look comfortable. We were playing a system that need massively relied on wing backs. We didn't have wing backs, and yeah. we don't. I know players like Maguire and or nine recently when he's been able to play in midfield have kind of shown that they can operate in a number ten role. McNulty to a lesser extent, but yeah. his joy at Coventry came from playing directly up front. So again, three five two kind of needs someone who's going to link things up. And we just. 
didn't have the personnel for it. So the recruitment's been, I don't want to say terrible, because we signed, so like Jordan Willis, for example, came in in the summer yeah. and looks fine so far. Yeah, he's look, he's, I think he's looked quite good. I, I would say, I wouldn't say terrible, but I would say it was poor. Yeah, underwhelming. Under, yeah, like I think in the summer, I, I think we are we are a worse squad than we were last season. Well, absolutely. And I mean, you just look at left back for that. Yeah, losing Oviedo, um, Reese James, well, Reese James. Like that—that's the most baffling decision yeah. anyone has ever made in the history of the world. Scored at the weekend, didn't he? I believe. Uh, yeah, Again? probably. Yeah, yeah. I know there's a thousand Reese Jameses in football, so maybe I'm thinking yeah. of one of the other the one, ones. The one at Chelsea is really good. We didn't unfortunately Should have signed him. <laughs> unfortunately, <laughs> didn't didn't have him. Well, he was at, he was at Wigan last year. Mm. We'll come on to that shortly. Um, but. Um, <laughs> Yeah, I think like, that was just baffling. Oviedo, you, you could understand, was obviously going to go at the end of the season. But the, the Reese James thing, to give him a new contract and then sell him to like Doncaster for eight fifty pay a pound, yeah, is like <laughs> I just didn't get it. And, then, and I think no, like Reese James was just fine. Yeah. Oh well, he, he wasn't like let's not like rewrite history. He wouldn't set. No. He didn't set the world light, but you rarely like came out of a game. Fuming at him. I know I think he, anyone was wanting to chase him out the door. Yeah, like, exactly. Like is you know he's had he's had two games. One way he's looked good and one way he played terrible. But Lawrence de Bock's probably not going to be. A, and I know again de Bock was a free, but again it was like it was last minute, and it means it's a play who's coming in at the last minute, and it's it's not having your side settled like as you're going into the season. It's just it paints a bit of a chaotic picture, which I think is quietly well it's kind of coming to the surface now with mainly the takeover looking well apparently it is still on um you know no one's said it's officially off but it kind of paints this yeah. chaotic picture behind the scenes that's just kind of slowly risen to the top now yeah. that we're, we're kind of seeing aren't we yeah i think like that the signing of the bark sums that up yeah like that that is when it's become really he plays like he's got like really bad blisters on his feet <laughs> like Honestly, like on Saturday, you're watching him, and he was just shocking, yeah. like appallingly bad. He, 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 I've never seen a left a left back beaten so comfortably. I mean, mm. he was booked after like six minutes or something. Great, just a bit of a fan of that. <laughs> I mean, yeah, but if you'd have seen the challenge, you would have been equally. But it was a great one of our prospective oh, managers. Actually, might like, be a big fan of it. Yeah, well, it was like Desena style challenge, <laughs> but I've never. But he was just. Like t- touching on his play, I've, he was just <clears throat> square on to the yeah. winger at all times. Like, I could have put a ball past him. Mm-hmm. Like, so there, there you go. But yeah. to, to kind of again, like, go back to our sort of looking at the season, we came, obviously, we had that Peter game where we just got absolutely annihilated at the end of August. But that did come after quite a comprehensive performance against Wimbledon where we should have won about. 6-1, really. <laughs> yeah, like, it was 3-1, it was wasn't it? It yeah. was Maguire's hat rick. Yeah, that's right. Yeah, so we, that, we played well. They were crap. And that showed you more of what we looked like at the start of the season, and that yeah. put you after that kind of, you know, coming off the back of that and the win against Portsmouth. I know Portsmouth having a poor season now, but that was a massive game going into that, and that really put your faith back in, like, right, hopefully things are going to settle yeah. down now, and that time thinking we'll get a couple more players in, whatever. And the Peterborough game derails that, but then we get back on track with um, the win against Accrington. Accrington, um, yeah. That was three, one and a half time, wasn't it? And then 
finished and finished one obviously the, slightly the performance convincing. The, there were there, there were a lot of murmurs i think if we you know what though i think looking back if we'd if we'd have gone then when we went to peterborough and had that performance and won three one i don't think it would have been touched on nearly as much oh no no, no. i think it, and obviously we called the burton game off yeah so there were two weeks between, between that, that that's and right. yes we'd won but i think everyone as well was aware of how bad Accrington are yeah. because we'd already beaten them. Yeah. Um, yeah, it was a win, and it was you know you, you can't moan too much after it. Like you do, you feel a bit strange criticizing after you yeah. won the game, but it that was that things were starting to become apparent then. Really, after the it was gonna yes, it, it's gonna now be difficult for the manager because mm-hmm. we're gonna have to go now and beat Rotherham or whoever it was six nil. Yeah, we're gonna yeah, we're gonna yeah, have yeah. to thump really somebody. And that Rotherham game, to be fair, we started like a house on fire. We were excellent, yeah. and kind of like always when a manager goes, you kind of look at those little like f- fine margins, those little like sort of sliding doors moments. McGeady's penalty yeah, against yeah. Rotherham. Had he stuck that away, we'd have gone on to win that game. And you know, even like the confidence, the momentum that could have snowballed from that, that could have really, if that goes in, Ross could. Well, still yeah, be manager yeah, yeah. now and I know football's like that and you could say that for every single manager that's lost their job but that was such a pivotal moment it was well it, it was well, to be honest I was away for that game so I, d- I didn't I didn't see it but uh, I, was, I was chatting I didn't even buy it because I couldn't be bothered <laughs> <laughs> but I was, I was I was chatting I was obviously following the feed and we got a penalty uh, I was I set to, to, to bet you at the time I was like oh we've got a penalty and you could just tell that was the that was the way the game was going. Yeah, like, well, yeah, like yeah. get this, and it's going to be four or five. Yeah, no, it's yeah. great. I might buy the second half. <laughs> Worth the five then, five euros. And then we missed it, and it was literally like handy handy like that. Oh, yeah. No. And uh, you knew, like you just knew. Uh, you felt it in the you, stadium yeah. as well. And it, that's so typical of of us. Yeah. Like we've done it. Like not just penalties, but like even like just pulling one out out, out the air here. When we played Leeds under Grace and hit the bar, and they went down the other yes. end and scored. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Like it always, it happens several times a season. <laughs> like, well, it was the reason for all the one-one draws at the end of last season, wasn't it? And it's just not killing games off. And it's there's an accumulation of those moments, I guess, with that that McGeady penalty. You could probably find another five or six of them in Ross's tenure, and that's what's done it done it for him. I know he, he mentioned in his. Um, his statement, which we'll probably touch on towards the end, that he released through the LMA today, the League Managers Association, about one only one league defeat at the Stadium of Life. Yeah. Um, obviously, that Coventry oh, game. What a, what a, what a, I know, yeah. If you're gonna have one defeat, <laughs> let's concede five, but score four. Let's have a let's let's make it like when you get home from a night out and play FIFA. And I get you've got to have a punishment, for like a, take a shot every time as a throw in. That's what that game was. Yes. It? Yeah. Exactly. Um, so you know, it's it's not defeats that's done it from it's it's that not killing games off, which I'm sure everyone knows about. We don't need to drill that one home, but we came off the back of that Rotherham game, and then it was that horrible, toxic. Like, it, I don't think like it's you can really sum it up if you weren't there. But that is, I've had some like horrible time supporting Sunderland, but that was like a day like. It was just a horrible day to be not to be not to be a fan. I don't want to like be too grandiose about it, but to be at the match. Yeah, it was awful. It was it was really really horrible. And I, like you don't want to like dig out fans and that, but you could tell at the, at the time there were people that had given up on him. Yeah, and 
it was it was at that point no matter what happened people were almost like there were times like some people next to me where like Flanagan was like I think he, he sliced the ball out of play and it was almost like you pleased he's done that aren't you yeah like, yeah because he, he I, I get it and, and I, I wanted him going at that point as well but you know there was a way of showing that yeah. and we didn't really do that very well. it's, it's not it's not during the 90 minutes it's is not it? I never it, it, and I don't think it, to an extent I don't think it ever should be and you know there are managers we've had in our in our history especially in our recent history who to be honest have deserved that like yeah. you know like some absolute charlatans through the door Jack Ross doesn't deserve that no he's a good he's a he's a, he's a good man yeah like, we, we, I think we've spoken to him on a couple of occasions and he's been nothing but yeah. a decent bloke and I think not having said that that performance at Bolton was horrific oh there's no excuse in it and you know he you were looking at him and you could tell he, he looked lost, arguing with officials and things like that. It, it, it's that kind of thing when you know a manager's yeah, going. he's doing that. Him, he's, done, he's done it the weekend. Nathan Jones yes, is doing that. Yeah. Com- but like on a completely another level, like to the point where he's arguing with himself. <laughs> well, it's working now. The one beat Swansea, didn't they? Great. <laughs> Get him in. Get it well. Well, yeah, he did great job with Luton last year, kind of, for half of it. Um, but yeah, you don't want to see it coming to that point and that's what made actually that victory over MK Dons which again was another one where you know we scored two really nice goals conceded a, a bit of a silly one a really bizarre one um, but it was nice to kind of just it, it eased things it a little a bit comfort- didn't it well, well completely if you listen to the well yeah there's no, no pre- <laughs> no, M Keelan 2019 no pressure on Jack Ross 10 days later how much pressure is there now on him Matthew none for me <laughs> um, no nah, that was that was another one where yeah it was 2-1 and yeah they pulled it back but we were never gonna I never felt like we were not yeah. gonna win the game it was it was frustrating because again it's another game where where you think you look back and you think we could have won that 6-0 like, oh yeah, and absolutely. It's, it's different, isn't it? Yeah, like you know, I think I think it would it probably gone, but I think it, it was it was at that point one bad result away. Yeah, he needed to he needed to go on a run, didn't he? And obviously, and, what, then, and then we arrived at Central Bank. Yeah. Well, we beat Sheffield United yeah, as well. And yeah. another thing we've actually not touched on, to be fair, is that yeah, exactly the beaten two Premier League sides. Which I think again, he mentioned in his statement today, and, and rightly so to good performances that unfortunately in the case of the Sheffield United one didn't give us the momentum that we needed yeah. really and like you say we arrived at Sinsel Bank and I, I wasn't I wasn't at the game I know you were Matthew so you can probably speak more to this this time last season we were kind of rocking up at places like that and not necessarily winning the games but everyone was buoyant everyone was really enjoying it and I know that that's because the novelty of League One was was still very much theirs it was early in the season and we hadn't been through a rocky patch yet but it felt like there was no kind of that silly daft excitement leading nah. up to the Lincoln game it was like it was the same weekend as Bradford was last yeah, season yeah. and obviously we, we went to that and yeah. had a great weekend we had, we had a, like we had a, a really nice time in Bradford <laughs> Um, Bradford fans didn't. Yeah, we well, yeah, we almost got knocked out. Some lovely mouthing off. Yeah, but uh, no, but it was completely different. Obviously, you're going away, they enjoyed the day and stuff. I went down with my uncle, normal, really yeah. train cans, which people are trying to ban bizarrely. Hey, yeah, I've seen uh, maybe eating and drinking. Oh yes, yes. So yeah. that's a bad idea. But um, yeah, we um, 
a few beers, like Lincoln. We met up with a few of the lads from from the pod. Lincoln, Lincoln itself is quite nice, but there was yeah. none of the like giddiness, yeah. the, like stupidity, yeah, yeah. That, that was going on last season. And we, I don't know, like a lot of that was taken out by the like the ridiculous entry system that they had. I've heard about this. Talk about like expand on this a bit more because it's just like bizarre. So when you the ground itself is in a different area of Lincoln compared to this the nice city centre. Okay. And it, it's it's very tight, very compact. And there are three or four turnstiles and they're all at one side of the away end. Okay. So I don't know if you've ever seen Lincoln on the telly, but the away end Yeah you yeah. can see people coming in. Now that is the only entrance to wow. the away end. And there's like a ropey calf selling burgers and that. Yeah. And that's it really. And uh yeah, so they, there was a queue when we got there at about half two, twenty to three. Yeah. Um and the queue then was ridiculous. Sniffer dogs, mm. proper pat down searches. Fair enough, but it was just this edge to to yeah, the way like yeah. the, the and then obviously I, I, turned, I said to my uncle, "This is going to be chaos in yeah, ten yeah. minutes' time." Yeah. And sure enough, I think they gave up on the searches. But there's just not enough. I, I think part of the issue is I think quite often in, in for Lincoln games that stands split in half right so I think that that, that obviously is the away yeah. half and then they've got this metal gate at the yeah. other side which would obviously open to allow home fans yeah, to come yeah. in and divide it in half but it's just totally unacceptable no no absolutely like, like to the point where it becomes like a health and safety you went to Leeds didn't you when we played them in the championship yes that had a weird thing I remember like getting yeah. there at the ground at about well, half two, and it yeah. took because that's the first time we we played Leeds Ellen Road since they moved us to the side. Because yeah. you remember, we used to be behind that yeah. that goal Only at that time end. I've ever been. Only away end I've ever been in with carpets in the concourse. Yes, Grace Minging, big fan. Big bring that back to be honest. I think we need that in the concourse at the stadium of life. You put some yeah, some nice shag pile carpets. Yeah, lovely. Like that'd be great when, when someone's inevitably sick, which will have happened in that Leeds away end, by the way. Oh yeah. I was sick at the performance. Yeah, yeah. Oh, we drew one-one that day at Leeds. Well done, but still, in in that in the context of that season, I don't know why we talk about this season and logistics of various (laughs) away ends. Yeah, yeah, so Lincoln, yeah, Central Bank is is a death trap. (laughs) Yeah, don't go to don't go to Lincoln, basically. but that's sorry. All... Visit Lincoln. <laughs> yeah, fuming with us the Lincoln tour. Up there, not oh, the it ad. It was a really steep hill. <laughs> yeah, oh, I've heard. I heard about the steep yeah. hill. Was it as steep? Well, from all reports, I've heard well, it, it was as steep as Steep Hill. Yeah, that is the name reason. of the hill for a reason. And you get there, and you're like, nah, nah, I can do this. I can do this. And then, yeah, uh, and then, oh no. Is there anything like on it? Is it like oh, just a street? Oh well, there you go. Well, there's a pub at the top. Or just one pub. So there's not pubs on the way up. I'm I'm being facetious. The the cathedral. I want to know exactly what Steve Hill's like. Steve Hill is a... It's a bit like the Shambles. Oh, right. In York. Yeah. Which... It's quite apt, really. Just yeah, the yeah, yeah, exactly. The, but uh, <laughs> by how, how difficult it is to get into the away end. Yeah, just the Lincoln generally, really. Um, <laughs> yeah, the cathedral's at the top. It's really nice. Oh, well, great. I didn't go in. So, so go there, but just don't go. Go to the cathedral. Go, 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 you know, go to Lincoln. It's nice. <laughs> just not for a match. Just don't go to the ground. Great. Because that's rubbish. <laughs> Hi, 
I'm Daniel, founder of Pretty Litter. Did you know cats tend to hide symptoms of sickness and pain? I learned this the hard way after losing my cat, Gingy. So I created Pretty Litter, a health monitoring litter that helps detect early signs of illness by changing colors, saving you money and potentially your cat's life. Pretty Litter is veterinary and developed, and it's the easiest way to keep tabs on your fur baby's health right at home. Go to prettylitter.com and use code ACAST for 20% off your first order and a free cat toy. Terms and conditions apply. See site for details. I'm Sandra, and I'm just the professional your small business was looking for. But you didn't hire me because you didn't use LinkedIn Jobs. LinkedIn has professionals you can't find anywhere else, including those who aren't actively looking for a new job but might be open to the perfect role, like me. In a given month, over 70% of LinkedIn users don't visit other leading job sites. So if you're not looking on LinkedIn, you'll miss out on great candidates like Sandra. Start hiring professionals like a professional. Post your free job on linkedin.com slash people today. Let's visit LinkedIn. I hope they are the visit Aircast, the Aircast of, as. Visit most of LinkedIn. Visit most of LinkedIn unless you're Jack Ross and you want to keep your job. Well, yeah, because he had a bad time. He did. Have, he had a very bad time, but not as bad as his Tuesday, where apparently <laughs> he was. <laughs> so Jack Ross rocks up for work, and you know, plenty of managers will have rocked up for work thinking, oh, today could be the day." He takes training, and then it sounds like he was just. Can I have a word, Jack? <laughs> yeah, and it, you know, he probably thinks, "Oh God, this isn't going to be good." But I guess, like in modern football, managers kind of. No, before that happens. And apparently, like, he got sacked and then his staff were told. And and it does seem like, and I know, like, this is speculation, but it doesn't seem ideal that 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 Stuart Donald has done, has made that sacking just after news broke of the takeover looking dodgy. And it's, it might, this might not be the case, but this is how it looks of that he's done that because. He wants to distract from bad news and push it away from him. It's a very political move that, it, again, might, this is me just covering yeah, myself here. Really yeah, we've we kind can't. of like revealed whereabouts we live here, so I don't want the, <laughs> the Oxford Mafia descending on Roger. Um But, you know, it does look, it looks like a bit of a political move to kind of like ease the pressure off himself a little bit and you know i'm not saying that that's the case i'm probably reading too much into it but it, it, on the face of it that is how it looks um and just before game as well you know it, it just doesn't it, it, again what i was talking about earlier about that chaotic picture that's painted at the club that totally does that doesn't it, it looks like it's, it hasn't been yeah. i know donald said you know it's a heartbreaking thing to do but it seems like it was just well we have to sack him now doesn't yeah. it? Yeah, I think yeah, I think you're right. And obviously, we we are totally like, but it 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 just look that because of the the short period of time between between the, yeah. the things. If that you're going to sack him, sack him on Sunday. On I, Monday. I, I also though, but like the, all of that that uh, takeover stuff, it was it purely rumors. Like that yeah. that was what yeah, yeah. came out. So like, <clears throat> I think we I think we we a lot of people probably have looked at that and thought, you know, right, yeah, we see where where this is coming from, but. We don't know that, and you would very much like to think not. Oh, well, this takeover needs to happen. You know, <laughs> we we can't be sustained like we are 
at the moment in League One, and well, we need we do need more investment. You know, that's Donald said that himself that we we need more investment, and you can you can say everything he wants about you know us having the best travel arrangements for away games, but you know when you're a fan traveling to those games and you have a bad time, I don't care what the arrangements are like for no. the you know you're not thinking about that when you're on the train back from Lincoln and we've just been absolutely well, pumped. Really, the players on Saturday should have been made to get the train to Newark Castle and then have to trudge across Newark to what the other one, whatever the other one. I feel like that's something like Neil Warnock would do. Yeah. Which, fine, great. Get him in. Um, but yeah, that, that is another thing about if you're visiting Lincoln and you're going on the main <laughs> line, you do, have to, you do have to change in Newark and it, it doesn't sort of reveal that you will be walking across the yeah. entire town yeah. to get to the other station, which is annoying and also irrelevant to the point that you're making about <laughs> the takeover and needing to go through. I think you touched there about um, we can't level out in this league mm. and I think that some of the, just moving slightly onto the, the candidates uh, mm-hmm. for the managerial yeah. role, some of the people that have been mentioned very much align with us levelling out in this league and being yeah. here forever. It doesn't paint the picture of, like, you know, everyone says, well, we're in League One, we have to set our sights accordingly, and, you know, that is going to affect what type of manager you're going to attract, but we still do have to have the attitude of, we're not a club who belongs in this division. You can say it's arrogant if you want, but look at the history of this club, and yes, we're in League One for a reason, but look at our stadium, look at our training facilities. This club isn't sustainable in League One and that's because it isn't a League One club. We need to get out of it. So we can't be just getting someone who'll just steady the ship, so to speak. You do that. You want someone steady in the ship when you want to stay in a division and we do not want to stay in this division. Yeah. You know, the candidate. well, there's, there's two strong candidates at the minute to mention because it's been reported that they are reportedly interested in the job, one of which first came out mm-hmm. today was Gareth Ainsworth, which... Right, fair enough, he's done a good job to get Wickham where they are. But for me, his track record isn't very good. You know, his his only promotion is finishing third in League Two. And his Wickham side, let's not forget, we're in a relegation battle for most of last season. He's the type of appointment where maybe if it was made in the summer, I'm not saying I'd be a big fan of it, but I would be able to see the logic in it because, you know, he's got time to build what he wants to build, but he's not a shot-in-the-arm appointment, is yeah, he? Yeah, well, the time for that was when we were Jack Ross, wasn't yeah, it? Yeah, exactly. Right. Gareth is... Look, like, I think you tweeted earlier, if, if it is to be him, then then we'll get behind him and he's the manager. Oh, absolutely, yeah, of course. At the football club and whatever, but it certainly isn't who I want as much. I'd rather have Gareth Barker. <laughs> All the admin getting done behind the scenes. The ad, that, to be fair, the admin would be would be 10 out of 10. Um but he's not going to be like. There's two things we need. Obviously, we well three things. We need promotion. We need something to unify the fans, and we need a lift. You look at the division just on the suggestion of Gareth Ainsworth, and I know Twitter's a small sample size, but you've seen it today. People being like, it's a big split, isn't it, on who thinks it would be worth a go and who thinks it would be terrible. So you're not uniting the fans. Yeah. You're not. I know you can't guarantee promotion, but. There's nothing to suggest he would get us promoted. No, we guaranteed promotion when we signed Will Griggs. <laughs> yeah, yeah, guaranteed goals. How many now? Six? <laughs> don't, don't know. 
em- embers barely <laughs> but that, fluttering. That, to be honest, that I think Tom Tom Walsh from uh, the pod had it, it, it said something similar earlier in that it resembles the striker sh- the striker search we had in the summer. Yeah, I actually think if we if we appoint Gareth Innsworth, it, it it reflects the signing of Charlie Wyke. Yeah, and that we've <laughs> just we've just gone. Oh, who's top of the league? Who's the top mm. goal scorer in this league last season? And we'll buy him. Yeah, like it, football and, manager. Isn't and it? yeah, the game. It, I don't mean being a football. No, manager. well, no. But uh, and that obviously the signing of Charlie Wake, regardless of however many people are going to sing that song, hasn't worked because well, he isn't very good. There's there's one thing actually. Um, you've touched on White. And you've touched on Greg there. That ultimately, apart as well as the one-one draws, that's what sealed it for Jack Ross, didn't he? He had two strikers, one of which is hugely proven at this level in Will Grigg, mm-hmm. and one of which in Charlie Wyke has scored goals at this level. Yeah, neither both of which have been poor for yeah. Sunderland. You can you know you can say what you like about them, but they've not been they've not delivered on what they promised and what and what we needed them to, and that's because Ross ultimately hasn't played to the strengths of either of them and the first thing whoever this new manager is going to be when they come in they have to do is choose one of them because you can't play both of them together no it's, and, you it's, it's, will, and you choose will and you, you absolutely you choose will great choose Charlie no will. you you don't but you know let's just hypothetically say that he's looking at both of them you choose yes i i agree i would choose will will Grigg build the team around him. I said this in the summer that Jack Ross either got to build the team around Will Grigg or he's got to sell him in the summer. He did neither. The manager coming in, in my opinion, that's exactly what he should do. You know, get him playing off the shoulder, get balls to him quickly. That goal against Bristol Rovers where Power put the ball to him in the semi-final, the checker trade, that that sums up Will Grigg. That's his type of goal. Or, if you don't want to go with Will Grigg, you put Charlie White up front, you tell him to stand on the penalty spot for virtually 90 minutes. Which and, he will do until you tell him to move. Yeah, because he's not mobile, but there's one thing that he, that he can do. He can score headers if you put crosses into him. Yeah. If you look at his, inverted commas, highlight reel for Bradford, it's just all crosses coming into the box, and we never put crosses into the box. So the new manager coming in has got to pick one of those strikers and just build the team around him, for me. Not for you. Well, I agree like completely I think and I would go as far as to say if you if a manager comes in unlocks Will Grigg will win the league yeah absolutely it, it is that that simple and <laughs> the other manager that we're looking at has a track record of yeah, working with Will does. Grigg and I he will also he will also be aware that if you play Max Power behind not necessarily right behind mm-hmm. Will Grigg yeah. if you play them together you will get results like you did at Bristol Rovers, which was the only time Powers played there Yeah, with Grigg. Max Power, that performance against MK Dons, the Great. performances that we were seeing early last season. Like, they're two, they've, you know, they've worked, we're, we're talking about, I don't think we actually said it's Paul Cook that we're talking yeah, about. It's, yeah, it's not like an embargo yeah. on it, isn't it? <laughs> it was like we were kind of skirt, skirt around it. Not the drummer from the Sex Pistols, as we've established earlier. No, some lovely puns. Some great I'm puns, in. potentially. I've got them all in my drafts on, on Twitter at the minute. Really um... But yeah, he's worked with those two players. He's got a track record of promotion in League One. For me, that is I would lean more towards Paul Cook than Gareth Ainsworth. Paul, Paul 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 Cook would be my choice for the manager or 
The fella from Barnsley. Yeah, Daniel Stendhal again. He seemed to love the, love the pain. <laughs> Having a shot with the one last shot with the Barnsley fans the I other want day. A manager that's going to do that on the on the touchline and before the game. Yeah, to be fair, I feel like Gareth Ainsworth would do that, but wouldn't. Do you know what? In a try no, hard. It would be. Way. It would be. Yeah, exactly. It would be in a way like. Oh, look, oh, look, oh, look yeah. at him. He's great. Oh, his dad's really cool. One big worry with Gareth Ainsworth as well, if we appoint him, is what's going to happen to his in excess tribute band. Because oh, I'm well, guessing this band, them. I'm guessing all of his bandmates are based in the the Wickham, the High Wickham area, yeah. and you know they might have bookings coming up. You know, people Christmas is on the horizon. Yeah, so people might have them booked in for their Christmas party, and that, but, from our perspective, really, that would be selfish, wouldn't it? It would, and it wouldn't be fair. And I think I was actually reading about Gareth Ainsworth's bands <laughs> on Wikipedia, and uh, he was in a band called <laughs> Dog Ch- Dog Chewed the Handle, which was named after a television <laughs> television song. So I think that alone is a reason to rule Gareth Ainsworth out of the running yeah. for being our next manager. But he might bring with him Mr. Bean. Oh, moving. So- <laughs> nice, nice segue. One thing, though, on that Gareth Ainsworth thing, Stuart Donald will definitely think he's really cool, won't he? Oh, yeah. <laughs> yeah, he'll be there. The, the, yeah, God. No, I don't even want to. If it's sick. If there's ever a man who summed up jeans and shoes, it's Stuart Donald and Gareth Ainsworth <laughs> having a Peroni in ZZ. <sighs> Absolutely. What a picture. What a picture. All, slug and letters. All team bonding mills yeah, in the slug yes, and letters. Absolutely. Uh, but yeah, we did ask for questions oh, earlier. The trouble um, is, Gareth has tweeted about Gareth Ainsworth, and now all of the. You've got to like the questions, that's why. Well, you were in charge of the questions. I was. Yeah. There's a lot of questions about Mr. Bean coming through, which <laughs> I've had to rein Matthew in on his There's, bean you know, kick. If you know me, I do tend to get. The flavours of the yeah, month, and it's currently <laughs> Mr. Bean. What else have we had? Max Power. Power. No, he's the flavour of ever. Of, of ever, yeah. There, there, for a bit. there you, you like ever-presence in, 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 in an ever-changing world, aren't there? Yeah. Max Power, Fausto, I guess Becky, your wife as well. Like, yeah, Third. <laughs> listening, hi. I'll just say hello. She, she won't be listening. She won't. Well, no one's listening yet. Well, but did, yes, questions. You did get some questions about Mr. Bean. What became of Mr. Bean's Pink Panther from his Is exam? Is that when he's, yeah, he doing the he? exam? He became, I imagine, one of our many managers. Yeah, he did. I mean, probably 500 to 1 on Paddy Power. They're like a banter yeah. selection, don't Mr. they? Mr. Bean's Teddy as well. Yeah. Been, what is the name of Mr. Bean's Teddy? Well, that is probably going to be Max, I yeah, would say. Yeah, absolutely. Um, the best... Mr. Bean sketch. This is the last Bean one that we're addressing. <laughs> Richard Easterbrook says it's the New Year's Eve episode where he redecorates his room by putting firework in a tin of paint. Uh, I can't remember that one. I like the Hallelujah one. I remember uh, watching that in school uh, once. Some people have said that, actually, the Hallelujah one. And I also... But for me, just quickly thinking about Bean off the top <laughs> of my head, it's... the Well, the best sketch is in the film, and it's when he ruins the painting of Whistler's mother. Yeah, yeah. Agree, actually. Yeah, that's enough about Bean, I think. Um, if, if Bean was installed as manager, would he play a lone striker or go for two up front? I think he's quite old school. I think he'd go for two up front. <laughs> I think that's a question I never thought I'd ever ask. <laughs> uh, I think he'd go with the, the the Spain from 2010 where they didn't play a striker. Yeah, false nines. Yeah, false, false beans. False beans. <laughs> Uh, yeah, and I think I've lost anything else lesson. good. Anything else good? Um, we got asked something else, but I can't find the uh, question. 
I've messed the questions up, and now we're just talking about Gareth Ainsworth again. Um, do you got, have you got any questions? For I've got no questions for you. Um, well, I guess you did say that Paul Paul Cook would be your pick for manager, and I think I'm inclined to agree as well. But I kind of do want to sort of wrap it up on a word for Jack Ross. Um, again, his, his statement touched on day, really thanking the fans, which... I know it's quite easy to do in a, in a statement that's been like quite written, but you could have easily been, you know, we've seen plenty of managers leave here and be, and it may, this may come in the future. Um, but we've seen plenty of managers leave here and be quite petulant. Ross has always carried himself well. It's a real shame that's ended the way it has because he was, you know, he took us to Wembley twice. Yeah. Neither of those games went the way we wanted, but had we beaten Charlton or even beaten Portsmouth, yeah. You know, he'd have been only one of three Sunderland managers who'd, who'd won at Wembley, which is, and now I know that's football and it, it changes really quickly, but it's a shame the way it's ended. He seems really sounded. I'll hold him in, re- in much higher regard than especially the three managers that came before him. He came in to Sunderland at the worst period in our history mm-hmm. and he could have stayed, and everyone says, oh, you know, he was only managing in the Scottish leagues, whatever. He could have easily just stayed on a cushy job at St. Yeah, Mirren yeah. and he took this job on at a time where not where no one else wanted it yeah. and not many other people would have came here and put in the application he did. You know, that stuff he said about, you know, five-a-side games where his coaching staff having to make up the numbers. He's right to talk about that because that was a horrible time for the club and he's done the dirty work to potentially lay the foundations in for hopefully someone to take us up this season. And for me, yes, it's it's ended poorly. It was the right time for him to go, but I'll still hold him in, in high regard for that. And I hope that he that he does become a success somewhere else. I, I think he will. And I think it's easy to forget that he, well, I think he had, what, he had one season at Tempering. Yeah. One season at Alloa. Exactly. It's his, his fourth season as a manager. He'll have some time away probably. He'll probably he could well end up with Barnsley. Yeah, yeah, he's been heavily, heavily linked with that, and I wish him all the best. I'd, I'd echo everything you said. He, he, he's a good guy, and you know, someone just to wrap up. Uh, someone did ask us a question that wasn't oh, right, about okay. Mr. Bean, and it was, "How come we never knew Roby Delap had a massive long throw?" I did say this question, and I'm, I'm uh, did he did he just say that because of my name being Roby? Do you think? And my name like sort of triggered I didn't even put two and two together. To triggered that in there. But do you have a long throw? I don't have a long throw. I don't have any footballing ability, really. It's annoying, isn't it? But Rock, remember that goal he scored against Everton and then hit the post? There was a game John Stead scored his first goal. We drew 2-2 in the 15 oh, points. Oh, yeah. yeah. It was like one of the few good performances and he scored a beauty. But maybe we didn't get to utilise his long throw because he broke his nose running into a, running into maybe, a teammate. Maybe. It was a, it was a 15-point season he was here, wasn't it? Yeah, yeah. Maybe we didn't have any throw-ins. Oh, yeah, True. Every I time the ball went, I don't think we had any corners no. or shots apart from those two mentioned. I think like he was just constantly cursed when it involved Sunderland, didn't he? Because he... He... <laughs> it's not funny. Actually, <laughs> he terrible. broke his nose. <laughs> no, but then he went when he went to Stoke on loan <laughs> yeah. from Sunderland, and Roy Keane allowed him to play for Stoke, and he got injured and was out for the season. Yeah, he broke his leg. Like, he just totally cursed. He must must absolutely hate us. So Maybe then, that's when he developed his long throw. He had all that time on the sidelines. He couldn't do running, so he was just doing weights. It's just a new, in a wheelchair he was throwing just the ball. Throwing was it Tony Pulis' cap yeah. across the yeah. changing room for him. <laughs> well, Pulis again, bring him in now. Well, it, we've not mentioned mentioned him, but 
that's probably a conversation for for the pub, which we're going to now. Yeah, more pints will probably descend into ridiculous suggestions such as Joe Royal. Um, so we'll. Be- By the way, I haven't been banging the drum for Joe Royal. Before we get into Joe Royal territory, we'll wrap it up there. Um, thanks for listening. you've ever felt. Now imagine them getting even softer over time. That's what you'll feel with Bowling Branch's organic cotton sheets. In a recent customer survey, 96% replied that Bowling Branch sheets get softer with every wash. Start getting your best night's sleep in these sheets that get softer and softer for years to come. Try their sheets with a 30-night guarantee. Plus get 15% off your first order at bowlandbranch.com. Code BUTTERY. Exclusions apply. See site for details.